Good evening. Welcome to Black Republic on Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Patwin Lawrence. Welcome. Welcome. It's Saturday evening, November the 18th. Yeah, time is going by fast. Time is going by fast. It's already dark outside, Patwin. And it actually was a decent day today. No, it's still cold. I'm so glad I just booked my what? flight back home for the holidays. Don't so say I, cold. Waiting. This I'm, isn't I'm waiting to go back. This isn't cold. <laughs> it was like 45 degrees, and you could walk out. I have a little slim jacket on. You could the windbreaker. You could get away with that in a pair of jeans. You know, I mean, this is November the 18th in yeah. Minnesota. Come on now. Yeah, it's yeah, it, it is what it is. It could be ice on the uh, on the ground it's and snow. snow. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It so. Could. Yes, let's let's not complain. And we could be somewhere warm too. It, it, well, true, but we live here. We we live yeah. here. Welcome, Pat. Welcome, welcome to your second show. Yeah, Man. actually had the thing on too. And you actually had the thing on. <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't have to. Baby you know, steps. I didn't have to. You know, give you the little fingers and everything. On, on, on. No, fantastic. No, and, and welcome again. And I've been uh, eager to to speak. The problem with having a a, a a weekly show is because you miss a lot of. Uh, things, events that happen yes. during the week, right? What happened. And so our problem is, again, that we're only on on Saturdays for an hour, okay? And today, by the way, let me explain to you how it works today, people. Uh, you are listening to us live. We're on a live pod. Today, we're gonna ha- you're going to have us on live for a half hour with our guest today, Eduardo. And then we're going to, uh, at 6.30, we'll be going to the, the podcast form. And so we'll be finishing when I guess there. And then a little after 7 o'clock, you guys will be able to uh, download the podcast and hear the rest of the show. So that number is 651-989-5855. 651-989-5855. Our guest today, Eduardo, I'm sorry, tell me his last name. Jackson. Jackson, Eduardo E.D., uh, E.J., excuse me. Bitcoin and, evangelist. And, and uh, he's, gonna ha- he's got a nice giveaway for the uh, people, too, that are listening. Um, and you guys going to school me today on this Bitcoin thing. Yeah, absolutely. Because I know nothing about yeah, it. Yeah, it's and- surging. It's been surging. I've been watching it over the past week. And, um, well, well, we'll talk about the numbers. But this day last year, if you would have bought Bitcoin, Bitcoin was at uh, almost $800. And as of right now, it's almost $8,000. So you would have just added another, basically another zero on to however much money you put into it. So you put 1,000, you would have 10,000 today. That's amazing. It is. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's it's glad that we have everyone. Because again, having Pat a part of the show is we're going to broaden our horizon here at Black Republican, Black Democrat. Well, we've got uh, some things going on, especially with Roy Moore. Why won't he just go away already? (laughs) We had Roy Moore. We still have the continuous accusations of Roy Moore. And then we had yes. new accusations from Senator Al Franken, our senator here, yes. Al Franken, of uh, of groping and uh, uh, kissing a young lady yeah. uh, without permission and uh, taking a gross, sickening photo of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all the predatory behavior is wrong from him, Roy Moore, uh, uh, Harvey Weinstein, Donald Trump. I think it's all Bill Clinton. I think it's all disgusting behavior. The thing with me, the difference— and I hate to differentiate anything, but the difference with me with Franken is the fact that Franken manned up. He apologized. He owned it. He sent her a letter. He reached out to her. He wants to uh, talk to her. Uh, he mm-hmm. wants to set up a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's, he, he, he's asking the Senate to open up an investigation where he'll be fully cooperative in the investigation. Uh, that, to me, is a difference. He's not trying to scold her or, or maliciously malign her character because mm-hmm. she came out with these accusations 11 years later. Like, like Bill Clinton. Like, mm-hmm. like, like, <laughs> like most of the accusers yeah. do yes. is malign the accusers. 
character, well, and that to me is props. disgusting. We definitely have to give props, props to Senator Franken because he did step up. Because, you know, um, if he didn't, then, you know, that would really cast dispersion on, you know, the Democratic Party and the leadership and those saying, you know, well, look at these Republican candidates or people that are on the other side that have been doing this and calling for their downfall. So, yes, he has really stepped up. But in the case of Roy Moore, uh, a lot of the allegations that have been coming out against him, holes have been poked in that. that I you don't know, think so. What? Whether it's, Where? You know, whether it's uh, one of the women saying that he called her on the telephone. She had a telephone in her um, bedroom at that time. The mother came out and said, no, she did not have one during that time. The name of the uh, the restaurant did not exist at that time that, you know, the woman stated that it did the signature in the yearbook. Um, was forged. He wasn't the DA. He was an assistant DA at the time. So there's so many holes in that case. And we know that it's just basically because they want to keep Roy Moore, who's a conservative Christian, they want to keep him out of the Senate. No. And the establishment Republicans. That's what people have to understand. When they see this infighting in the Republican Party, you know, there's two camps. And Donald Trump is a populist. He's not really a Republican, just in case people that might be news to some people, but most people it isn't. But, you know, he ran. He's a populist, just like Bernie Sanders. He's a populist, even though he's not really a Democrat. He's a socialist. Um, so, you know, so you see this infighting, and that's why there's certain people in the establishment Republicans who are saying, well, you know, if Moore and Trump, you know, the down, it's going to be the downfall of GOP and all of this. Well, it, it is. isn't because it, these no, two those people establishment are. Republicans no. need to go. You, no. Those people that are on Trump's side, they're the ones who want to take over the Republican Party and change it. Because if you look at the establishment Republicans, they are basically in bed with the Democrats. Oh, they stop. Pay, they, because they, they want to get things to the American see. people. That's the problem with being a Republican. There's a litmus test to be one. You can't be you can't be a moderate or or, or progressive type of Republican and be in the party. Well, it's just a, like you can't be a conservative. That's not Democrat. true. Wait a minute. That I, is true. Stop that. How about where's Joe Manchin? Uh, I can I can first of all I can come up with a few conservative Democrats mm -hmm. that are pro life. Yes, you know what I'm but they're okay. being mar increasingly no, marginalized. But, and they have big and they have positions of yep. power in the Democratic Party. Yes, but they're His, increasingly being marginalized. No, they're not. No, they're not. We don't do that. That's no, it. That's yes, you guys. Yes. Secondly is how about the, chair, the, the DNC chair said that there's no place for and well, you know, okay. I, I don't I don't remember him saying that. Pull it up. <laughs> the the the, the Roy Moore mm -hmm. and some of these young ladies. Here's the thing. Why are we trying to make these young ladies out to be scapegoats? Like these young because ladies, they were, are political well, hacks. They're people. Let me they're finish. Political tools. Let me finish. No, they're not. They're Roy wait, Moore's wait, case. Now, what, what about the women coming out against Bill Clinton? What about uh, Senator uh, and, Melinda? If this were 1992, if this were 1992, yeah. This, first of all. I, and then Hillary Clinton. It bothers me though when y'all bring that up because no, he got he got scolded back yeah. then. Yes, he the, did. The, the, so the media was all over him back then. It's just but been two also, different times. But you also are protecting Hillary Clinton when the How? women are saying that Hillary Clinton. She was his was wife. Also, well, I understand that, but she was also going after these women, terrorizing. What's these Kay women. What's Kayla Moore so, doing? What's Kayla Moore doing? She's doing the more, same exact thing. Kayla Moore is doing the same exact thing. Yes, but there's proof of this. No, there, there's proof, proof that Bill of what? Clinton uh, is a rapist. There's, a, there's, a, there's a rapist. proof. There's no proof that Roy How about Moore. The, yes, there is. How about the fact that you, he got kicked out? Of, he he's banned from a mall. That that that, that was that's found not to be true. false. No, yes, it's not. No, it's false. not. That's not that's yes. not found to be false. Yes, that's and secondly, is the young ladies? He all it. Pat, when, but you just give me a second, Pat. Okay, yes. He all but admitted this out of his own mouth. You can you can sit there if you no, want and justify. He, he did not. Yes, he, he Pat, did well, not. can I finish? Yes, he, he did. did. He did not. He, yes, he did. He said, if I dated young ladies, yeah. they was with their parents' permission. 
Yes. Now, wait a minute. Stop that. Wait, wait. Just give me a second. Okay. It's pedophilia for a 30-something-year-old man to date a 14-year-old girl. I don't care if it's in Timbuktu. That is correct. Okay. If the laws in wait. that state Again, are, their lies, know, their li- in Alabama's consent is 16. Is 16. It is 16. 16. So he so did not deny. He that did, would be wrong. He did not deny the 14-year-old. No, he did. He asked, why did she wait 40 years to come mm-hmm. forward? Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, we've got to quit pretending that this is a Democrat. This is a a left wing. Oh no no no, fast no, no. left wing. With, with, at, with Roy Moore, yes, Just, it no, is. It is. Can I finish, but Pat? Let me finish. This is a, both a Democrat and Republican. This problem. was a special election, which most media uh, uh, campaigns now yeah. cover cover these special elections yes. because Democrats lose them badly. Yeah. This was a special election that Demo- uh, that the new the Washington Post was covering. Yeah, they had started hearing the rumors mm-hmm. that Roy. Moore, it's a known rumor mm-hmm. around his town, around Alabama. That he messes with young According ladies. According to who? According to the listen, if you're if fat, pat, and I will tell you're you from Carolina, you know yes, how it I is. Know about down, the southern you know, exactly, you yes, know how it is I down know. south. Yes. They started telling these reporters, "Hey, you guys should check into this because this guy dates young ladies. He used to call at, from school as the DA to to make but dates old, with certain but ladies." See, the, you have to look at the old school culture though in the south is where they fix up. Older men, men in their you know twenties and thirties, with young women. That's where this whole culture of if you look at sororities, you know the Sweet Sixteen, debutantes. It's women coming out to society, and so that's actually that kind of culture that you have down south and in some conservative communities. You know, I remember Vice did an article last year about you know these uh, bride uh, these. Uh, child brides basically and yes is it creepy when a 40 and a 30 year old is you know trying to hook up with a 16 year old of course it's creepy it, it's it's legal in the case of a 14 year old no that is pedophilia um, so you know that's what's going on there but we have to look at this is not just a Democrat problem this is also a Republican problem and that's something that actually Donald Trump has been on his administration where they oh please how, that's the pot call the kettle black well, he too is a pedophile he's a, he's a predator pedophiles. himself they've been rounding up pedophiles throughout the nation and the world they've he's been oh, uh, partnering with uh, the intelligence agencies in Europe and other countries yes there's been numerous oh, articles please. that have come out where thousands of pedophiles have been um, rolled oh, up and so this I is what people People are seeing what's coming out about Hollywood, what's coming out about government. Um, it's slowly coming out, and it's going to increase because a do lot of people think, in our leadership are pedophiles, and it gets and it's going to get a lot worse too. Do you think, in the few seconds we got here, do you think that Donald Trump should resign because of the uh, predatory behavior he practiced, and it came out of his own mouth? No, he should not. On the other side of the break, we have Eduardo Jackson from talking to us about bitcoins today. We're going to school me. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk at TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. Let's try it again. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. I'm Patwin Lawrence. (laughs) (laughs) Try it again. This is the the second week. Welcome back. Let's get right into our second guest. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to us live. We're going to live pod. You're going to listen to us a half hour live, and the rest is going to be on podcast form. Uh, a little after 7 o'clock, our, our producer, we have the best producer in the state, and so he's very great with that, and so we you have listened to the rest of the show in podcast form. Patwin, yes. you've been very excited about our guest, Eduardo Absolutely. Jackson. Yes. Do the honors, please. All right. Well, uh, 
Let's see, we got, yes, we got Eduardo on the line here. So just to tell you a little bit about uh, Eduardo, uh, he's a published author, screenwriter, and one-time professional poker player, and he's now the CEO and founder of fantasy sports-style movie gaming startup called uh, Cinema Draft. And he has a uh, passion hobby site that is uh, called uh, blacksandbitcoin.com, and it's dedicated to spreading the word and adoption of cryptocurrency in the African-American community. And so with that, we bring on the Bitcoin evangelist, Eduardo Jackson. How you doing, Mr. Jackson? Hey, everybody. Uh, I'm gr grateful to be on the show. It's been a while since I've been on FM radio, you know. <laughs> Shout out to Cube in Seattle. And, yeah, and hopefully I'm, I'll be here to help bridge the – the cultural divide with Bitcoin, something awesome. that's very bipartisan that everyone get into. Yeah, well, that's the, here's the thing. And it's funny because when Pat went started talking about this a couple of weeks ago, honestly, I had only heard it from um, conservatives, um, white conservatives. I had never heard – I've never heard any black folks um, speak. No, it was, it was Jason Lewis yeah. Yeah. and different people like that because he started this Bitcoin thing. So it was really big, and he started – I don't know what happened to it. I can't think of the name of it. But mm – -hmm. um, so I heard conservatives on this very radio station, these very airways, talking about the Bitcoin deal. So I never heard black folks talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of the early adopters tend to be like white libertarian males, and that's mm -hmm. kind of why I created my uh, hobby site, blacksandbitcoin.com, because yeah. I just felt like, I mean, first of all, it's, it's very egalitarian. There's mm -hmm. pretty much no barrier to injury except for education, and I just wanted to get the word out to uh, traditionally underrepresented communities yes. so that everyone can, can participate. Absolutely. And that's so needed because so often we have, as African-Americans, we have missed out on the wealth creation stages. You know, in America, if you look at, you know, back before the Civil War, where, you know, well, most African-Americans were enslaved, couldn't own property, uh, didn't have money. Um, so you missed out on that. And then you look at during the Gilded Age with, you know, the robber barons and that wealth creation time, you know, uh, things were, you know, creeping in in terms of segregation and Jim Crow. And so we missed out on that. We missed out on, you know, after World War II, you know, with the GI Bill, very few blacks were able to participate in that. And, and so you can see, you know, I actually I was just kind of making the case for reparations, too, but that's a whole nother whole nother discussion. But um, you look no. at the tech boom as well. Um, you know, we were locked out of that. And it looks like now we because uh, it's mainly whites and Asians that are involved in, you know, cryptocurrency. Um, and so we are missing out because this is very STEM heavy. Um, this industry, and by and large, we are not in you know the maths and sciences, and so um, we so people are creating the future here. They're, this is literally creating the future in front of us, and as a community, we are locked out. But you're so right; it is a very egalitarian place where if you just have the money and you invest, you could you know reap you know great rewards. So tell us, what is Bitcoin? What is blockchain? What is cryptocurrency? So basically, I like to say that Bitcoin is like PayPal without the banks. It's peer-to-peer -peer, uh, uh, digital uh, cash, uh, sort of, where you can exchange it uh, directly you know, from person to person without having to go through a bank or a central authority. All the transactions are recorded on, a, on an open you know, digital ledger called the blockchain, mm -hmm. which is independently kind of maintained by, you know, by computers around the world. Uh, through people they call miners, what have you, and, and reward for miners, you know, keeping the system running, they're rewarded with a tiny pieces of Bitcoin in a in a very steady fashion. It's all very like mathematical, cryptological, but basically, there's only a finite amount of Bitcoin. There's only going to be 21 million, you know, Bitcoin ever produced, and, mm -hmm. and they produce these blocks, you know, hence the blockchain 
of Bitcoin that they reward to the miners. Uh, you know, every I think it's ten minutes, twenty minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of so you'll eventually run out. I think it's either was a twenty. It's either I think it's twenty one forty is the year mm-hmm. that's going mm-hmm. out of Bitcoin. So because there's a finite amount, yeah. Uh, it makes it valuable, kind of like gold. Yes. You know, a lot of people like calling Bitcoin digital gold. Mm-hmm. Uh, because there's a finite amount, uh, it has it has uh, some value. It's not like, mm-hmm. you know, what we call fiat currency, like the U.S. dollar or the euro or whatever, mm-hmm. especially the dollar, where we've seen periods of time where, you know, they've printed more money to yeah. cover up debts, to pay for, for you know, wars, things mm-hmm. like that. And, mm-hmm. and, it's, and that's part of the reason why uh, Bitcoin was created. It came out, I think Satoshi Nakamoto, yes. who's a mysterious creator, or yep. some people think it might be a group of people, mm-hmm. whatever, who stayed hidden, who created it as a, almost like a, uh, a response yep. to the Great Recession, because uh, I believe his wife In 2009. Like, mm-hmm. 2009, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I actually I first heard about it in 2012. I saw an episode of The Good Wife, where they had Jason Biggs' character on as like the 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 possible creator of Bitcoin. I didn't really believe it. I thought it was made up. I didn't really <laughs> pay much attention. I thought it was a cool story. Cool story, bro. But then I really got into it in 2013 when I saw you know a financial contrarian Max Kaiser do mm-hmm. like a 10 minute rant on it that just totally made sense. Yeah. Hey, uh, Eduardo, do you mind if we take a phone call? Go, please. Right. And actually, and yeah, and actually, um, I'd like to. Is this time? Can I do yes. my, my? Yes. Go ahead. Right is that cool? Yes. Yeah. So, so I'm with BlackToBitcoin.com. I'm really trying to spread the awareness. And the thing I've noticed most about getting people involved in Bitcoin, the best way to do it is to give people Bitcoin. So, for the next five people who email me at BlacksInBitcoin.com. Uh, no, sorry, sorry. Email me at, at blackingbitcoin at gmail.com. So B-L-A-C-K-S-I-N, Bitcoin, B-I-T-C-O-I-N, at gmail.com. I will give you $5 of Bitcoin from my very own Coinbase wallet. Whoa. Uh, and, 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 give, and actually send a question. If you have a question, send us a question so we maybe can address it on the air. Uh, that's blacksinbitcoin at gmail.com. Send us a good question. We'll, give, we'll hit you up with some Bitcoin and hopefully get a chance to answer it. Wow. Yeah, All right. Exactly. See, I like this guy. Let's take a phone call from Jeremy. Jeremy, how you doing? Hey, awesome topic tonight. Uh, it, it, it's kind of timely. My wife texted me today, and she, she just bought uh, – she had to do some online transactions with some sort of thing mm-hmm. a week or so ago. And she said that she made like $21 on the Bitcoin. And I know she didn't invest more than – gosh, it had to be like 100, 150 something like that. I said, you got to be kidding me. She said, no, I, apparently it's up. And I didn't know anything about Bitcoin until she, you know, made the little initial online transaction thing. Mm-hmm. And then I looked it up and yeah, everything you guys are saying, it, it, it seems like, it seems like it's going to be a huge thing for the future. And it's, it's, I like the idea of the slow trickling out of it. And it's like you said, it's like an egalitarian thing where trying to get people involved in, I don't want to say regulating it, but kind of, um, I don't know, directing traffic with it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Direct, trying to kind of like keep the accounts and everything in order. And I really like the whole, I like the whole idea behind it. Wow, Jeremy. Yeah, it brings a great transparency to it all. Sorry, I just made jump in. It brings a great transparency to it all as far as uh, you can see all the transactions are happening. It's not very, it's not opaque like the traditional banking system was. Mm-hmm. We found out a lot during. 
the, the fallout of the Great Recession was the bailouts and stuff. I learned a lot personally. Mm-hmm. Like when I lost my house and my car, I had to move back in with my mama in Seattle. Yeah. I found out, you know, real quick. I studied through reading some books about this bank, and I found out how it's kind of rigged. And the great thing about Bitcoin is that it is very egalitarian, and there's no central authority mm-hmm. to kind of manipulate it. Yeah, and that's why the Federal Reserve and people that are involved with that are actually coming out. Like you had Jamie Dimon last month, which caused the market to crash, <laughs> the crypto market to crash, came out and saying, you know, you're dumb, you're going to lose everything, and you just have them bad-mouthing it, but it just keeps going higher and higher. Uh, uh, and in, in defense get... of Jamie Dimon, he doesn't have that power. It actually yeah, was he thinks he does. In China. Uh, <laughs> he, he thinks he does. Yeah, every time he says something, we actually it actually, it actually kind of goes higher. Than yeah, that's you know. Let me keep talking. I love, I love. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eduardo, give Jeremy the uh, the address, the address that he can email, so he can uh, add a little collection to his wife's uh, money, so she'll love him every day. What is the address? Yeah, absolutely. Blacks in Bitcoin at gmail Jeremy. Yep, I, I already have it. I already have it. Uh, <laughs> All right, he's like, I already sent off the mail. <laughs> keep listening, Jeremy, and make sure you listen to the podcast. Thanks for calling, Jeremy. Yes, uh, Eduardo, man. See, here's the thing. I honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm. You guys are kind of schooling me now. That's why I'm just sitting here listening. I don't, and, and I'm in awe. So when I hear these big words that you guys are gonna that mention, I'm going to call them out because I want to sure. know exactly what they are. Because I, I think some of us that aren't, uh, that know nothing about it, aren't schooled, and need to know mundanely how mm-hmm. things are done. So, like Jeremy was just saying, so if I invest $150 into buying bitcoins, I let that sit. Uh, explain that to me as a as a layman. I give you or, or an investor. Is that what it? How it works? No, you go on yourself. Well, no. So okay. so actually, well, that's the great thing about Bitcoin too is that if you know where to go, you can own it outright. You don't need to go through a brokerage or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Which you know some people think is actually kind of holding Bitcoin back a little bit as far as being widely accessible like to the masses. But you can just go to a Coinbase. You actually. I would prefer if people went to blacksandbitcoin.com and you click on my Coinbase link. Um, and, and, you know, it's free to sign up, whatever. You don't even have to link your bank. So if you actually want to buy some Bitcoin, you can link your bank, you can link a debit card. I think you can even link your PayPal account now, which is pretty cool. And you can just, and you can buy Bitcoin at the market rate. Uh, Currently, according to my coin market cap, I think we're at about seventy eight hundred per Bitcoin right now. Yeah. And, and but you and don't have to have the full amount. Guaranteed in life, but yeah. What's that? You don't have to have the full amount. You can just have twenty bucks to. Oh put yeah, into, you, yes. know, you, you can. It, it, uh, Bitcoin is broken up to like the eighth decimal place, so you really can buy in, you know, Bitcoin for whatever the minimum it is to buy on Coinbase or any exchange that you use to buy Bitcoin. Uh, I'm partial to Coinbase because it's kind of like the PayPal mm-hmm. of, of Bitcoin. It's very dead simple to use. I also just really got into uh, the Gemini exchange for larger pur- purchases. Uh, that's kind of like more like a traditional stock exchange where you get paid 25 basis points, I think, on on uh, buying Bitcoin and you can wire stuff in, things like that. But yeah, but Coinbase is a good place to start. Very dead simple. Uh, oh, and it looks like we're already getting a few questions in. Ah, right. see, I'm telling you. From Cr- Chris so, Rossi. Okay. Uh, the- Chris Ross, that's a hijacker program, but I won't worry No, don't worry about it. So what we'll do, so Eduardo, we have a, about a minute left here. So what we uh, will do, we can answer those questions when we go into um, the uh, podcast phase. And uh, what's so good, we can talk in the podcast phase about, you know, how to, how people should invest in terms of, you know, things that they should look for, how they should evaluate coins. Because there's more than just Bitcoin. There's a lot of other coins that are completely revolutionizing whole industries. And so people need to be up on that because, you know, money is flowing into this, but big money has not yet come in. So... 
Get in now. And that's why, uh, Jeremy, you make sure you hold over because I got a couple, couple of questions for you, too, on the outside of the break. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the live pod, live cast of Black Republican Black Democrat. On the other side of the break, make sure you listen to our uh, podcast a little after 7 o'clock. Thanks for listening to us right now. I'm Jamar Nelson. And I'm Pat Lawrence. This is Eduardo Jackson. He's on the other side with our podcast on Black Republican Black Democrat. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Go Gophers. I thought I was on uh, a smooth jazz radio station for a minute. I, I kind of lost myself. Listen to that bass. When I hear, I know, really know that bass is, the, yes. Yeah. I like to call it bass. That's ba- <laughs> the bass. Yeah, that's right. No, when I hear Luther, I just lose myself, y'all. I'm telling you now. Welcome back, though, Black Republican, Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Pat Wynn Lawrence. Welcome back. And our guest this week is Eduardo Jackson of BlackBitcoin.com. Am I saying that right? Let me make sure I say that right. Uh, Blacksinbitcoin.com. 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 Which you, now you're going to have this black dude in Bitcoin. <laughs> now, no, seriously, because there we go. you want to invest you for your future. Too. You know, I've got three kids. My ba- I had a daughter Thursday, just turned 18. I had a son Congrats. last Thursday, turned 15. And I've got a 13-year-old. And so... You know, um, I'm not rich by any stretch of the imagination, um, and and I want to be able to save something for my family. And so, if uh, over time you can do something like this that can grow exponentially mm-hmm. over time, that's 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 fantastic. So, why is Bitcoin? Why is why is why should Black people invest in Bitcoins? Because I mean, first of all, you know, when you when Black folks here, we're going to run from it because we don't want to invest money. We're afraid to invest. We don't. It's not that we don't want to, but we're mm-hmm. afraid to part with our money. You know, because it's yeah. it's, it's it's scarce. It's hard yeah. to come by. Mm-hmm. So, if I, if you're in front of a room of Black people, try to convince us what what's the upside of investing in Bitcoins. Well, the, well the, the great thing is that you can be your own bank. A lot of people kind of posit Bitcoin as being your own bank because you handle all the money yourself. You know how much you're, you're earning or appreciating mm-hmm. you know, each day, whatever, with the valuation uh, going up or down in, in Bitcoin. And you're in total control. You can send money to anyone, anywhere, usually within 20 minutes or however long it takes to get six confirmations on the blockchain. I mean, you're in total control. That's number one. Number two, we've traditionally been left out of of, uh, of uh, financial services and products or mm-hmm. highly exploited and taken mm-hmm. advantage of with predatory lending and mm-hmm. subprime lending and that's right. that nature. So, so in this case, and which is partially why, you know, black people in, you know, generally have, have been averse to working yeah. within the traditional banking system. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just, I mean, if you, just give you an example, I mean, if you're looking at, at something as a store of value and all the gold bugs, people who love gold and, and hate on Bitcoin all day long, you know, will tell you that, you know, Bitcoin isn't a store of value and it's in a bubble. And I just like to respond, well, I've been bubbling for the last, you know, five or six years. I bought in a Bitcoin, you know, fairly medium early at $88, you know, per Bitcoin initially in 2013. How much? And like $88. 88. Wow. And, and and then I felt like I missed the boat. You know, I felt mm-hmm. like it, for real. 30, it was at thirty dollars. You know, uh, this five months earlier. So and, and shoot, last uh, last December, I'm on the way home mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas. I buy myself, you know, on Coinbase mobile app. Bitcoin had gone up twenty bucks. I'm like, oh my gosh, I buy it too too late. It was at eight seventy eight. 
Mm-hmm. It's now at 7,800. Yep. I mean, so it's never too late for Bitcoin because it is a scarce resource, because it is only going to appreciate in value despite mm-hmm. some really wild swings here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, people believe it could credibly be, you know, be worth as much as 100,000 or a million dollars for Bitcoin in our life. Mm-hmm. So, okay. how, so, okay, so I invest my 150 bucks. How, do, when do I look for, when and how do I look for my money? To grow it, because I, I am I saying that right? Is it money? Well, yes, it will. Okay. No, that, that's, that's fair. Yeah, okay. yeah, it will so grow. You, yeah, it, it will grow, and you can you watch it pretty much anywhere. I mean, it's funny watching how the financial community, as much as they kind of cast aspersions of Bitcoin, they're they're kind of forced to cover it uh-huh. because it's such a a, a boom, yeah. Uh, Incredible amount of growth. Because mm-hmm. usually, what will happen is that there will be you know, a big price spike, and then we'll get a lot of attention for for about a month or two, and then mm-hmm. you know, the naysayers will come out and they'll kind of go away to the next price spike. Mm-hmm. This year has been one long, you know, uh, hockey stick. And you know, we like to start off with like around 800, 900 in January, and now we're up to almost eight thousand. So now they're covering Bitcoin daily, and it's a fun it's a fun thing to cover. So I would suggest when you do uh, get five dollars from me via Coinbase, mm-hmm. you, know, you sign you know you have to sign up to get into Coinbase. They have a dashboard that shows you fluctuations of Bitcoin, uh, what it's currently worth. Uh, you can, I guess, you can spread out the chart over over a day, a week, an hour, a year, all time, and you just kind of watch from there. Uh, there's several sites online. Uh, Coin Market Cap is a popular one. Yes. Uh, I feel it can be a little political, uh, so I also like going to BraveNewCoin.com. They tend to be a little more agnostic, and and you can see, you know, how Bitcoin's performing, mm-hmm. as well as all the other what we call altcoins, like mm-hmm. other cryptocurrencies, which have been, you know. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta last. stop you. I told you I'm gonna stop you. Define altcoins. Alt, sure. Exactly. Altcoins. A L T. Is that like alt right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I don't want nothing to do with that. You know, you know, you know, I don't want nothing to do with that. <laughs> I promise you, I promise you, there's probably an altcoin out there by the alt right. Yeah, there probably is. is. I don't want to know what it is. But no, altcoin uh, is, uh, it's, it's, it's an appropriate, if sometimes, you know, uh, it's, I would say it's wrong term, but people look at altcoins, basically stuff that's not Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Bitcoin is the original cryptocurrency. Yeah. Matter of fact, I don't even think cryptocurrency was a term until, until after uh, Bitcoin and they started creating more coins you know, in Bitcoin fashion. So it's basically, it's basically a digital asset, kind of like Bitcoin, where there's a blockchain, where, you know, it, it, you, know you can trade it, you can store it, you can value it. And it really, they're, they're highly speculative instruments, most of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really hot right now, mostly because uh, the writing on Bitcoin's coattails, but also some of them have some really interesting properties and use cases. Like, for example, Ethereum, mm-hmm. the second highest altcoin. Um, and that's, uh, it's basically... Uh, it's basically the, you know the technology that people are building altcoins off of. Yeah. They offer smart, smart contracts, contracts yeah. and yeah, mm-hmm. and things of that nature. So, and I, I actually, I mean, I haven't really used it. But I even made an mm-hmm. altcoin which I haven't promoted or done anything yet called Kijiji because I had a bright idea one day. Well, maybe we should have an altcoin for you know black-owned businesses, but I don't have the the, the time mm-hmm. to really kind of promote it. But but you know there are people working in this space. To create, you know, stuff for for black-owned businesses, for new technologies. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm actually looking into doing an altcoin uh, and and promoting it via what's called an ICO, <laughs> an initial coin offering, which mm-hmm. is kind of like an IPO. Only it's via, you know, the it's, it's via creating your own currency and selling it that way. That's a really popular way these days for people to get in early on altcoins and, and businesses. Yep. 
Eduardo, I'm sorry. I, I yeah, know Pat, he, he was shaking see, his head. Pat got so many questions because <laughs> Pat knows this. Okay, a couple of questions now. Number one, sure. uh, can you quickly define cryptocurrency? We know what currency meaning money, but crypto meaning what? Disappear or kryptonite, get away from me, what? Cryptocurrency. Well, the, well, the reason why they call it crypto is because the way that Bitcoin is secured is through really complex cryptological mathematical equations, which is far beyond me and my little MBA. So, okay. But it's basically a cryptocurrency just like it, it's just it's a it's a digital asset like Bitcoin. It's like it's like a digital coin. You know, it's, you can't touch it, taste it, or feel it, but it's not Bitcoin. And, and it, can, it can it can be Bitcoin. Bitcoin is technically a cryptocurrency, but it's also all the other coins that have come after Bitcoin. Yes. And you uh, okay? So the alt right, uh, Jamar Nelson and Pat. We can all okay. Explain to me how we can all start our own bitcoins, and then someone can buy it. Or no, you start your own coin. People are creating te people. Teams are coming together to solve problems, mm -hmm. and so that's what he was going into when he mentioned Ethereum. Because this time last year, Ethereum was eight dollars. This time a year ago, now it's uh, three hundred forty-seven dollars. So yeah. you know you can see how exponentially it has grown over the year. But it's in built, a year. Oh, in a year. A this is a year. So the initially I would have bought it for eight bucks. This time last year. last year, yes. and then this year, twenty seventeen, right I would have three hundred and eighty something dollars for, for in the one. bank. Yes, that's how much you would have if you for one um, Ethereum or in one the, Ether in the bank. Is. is that money I can go get? Is that money I can grab though? No. No. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well. Well, you can you can actually cash it out through yes, you know okay. cash it out uh, okay Ethereum yeah. okay or, or through other exchanges. Yeah. You can. Be, it's a very these are very active trading markets and okay. As long as you find as long as you have a good exit point, you can always cash it out into what we call fiat currency mm -hmm. like the US dollar. Yeah. That's but right. but ideally, of course, I wanted to grow. So That's I right. want to see if that three hundred could double. You know, this time next year. But let's say again, I hit a hard time, mm -hmm. and now I'm at <clears throat> excuse me, I'm at a thousand bucks. I can now pull that money out. Yes, you would just sell your position. Yes, I've actually been living off Bitcoin the last two months uh, since uh, we had to kind of pause production on on my uh, my my startup. I've actually, I mean, you know, I've been very fortunate. I'm able to live off mm -hmm. of, uh, Bitcoin while wow. we we continue to look for more funding. And that's good to know because that's why I wanted to do this topic because wealth in the black community, I mean, we, we are poor. If you look at the data, and actually new data just came out, um, wealth data just came out uh, this year where um, previously the medium black family, the middle black family was worth uh, $1,700. That's not including the family car and any of that. Um, but now we're up to 4,400. But the medium white family is $150,000. Um, and so we just there's just a huge divide in terms of wealth. And this is something that could help equalize that if, you know, African-Americans, you know, get behind and really get into cryptocurrency. And the fact that you're able to live off of it, that's something that, you know, is really a property of somebody that has wealth because they actually live. They don't work for a living. They let their money work for them and they live off of their money. And this is a great way that we can help um, have economic freedom in our community to do the different things that we need to do because we depend on nonprofits and the government and you know and they keep us in a position of dependency where we need to really be focusing on becoming uh, independent and to have freedom and I think cryptocurrency is just one of the ways it's not the only way it's not the solution but it's one of the uh, opportunities or options that people have to you know become economically free Absolutely. And, and actually, um, do we have uh, time for a quick question? Because I have one from Chris Rockley, 
emailed me. Yes, that's um, a go ahead take it. Bitcoin. Yes. And, and he has a question, which I think we already answered. He asked, how high will it go? And mm-hmm. I'm one of what we, in the community, the Bitcoin community, I'm what, what we call a hodler, H-O-D-L. Yep. Uh, it came about as when every time Bitcoin would rise up in price, we'd get so excited, we'd type in our keyboard so fast that we'd transpose the DCL. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it's, it's a very popular term. We're hodlers. We're true believers. We believe it's going to keep going up and up and up. And so we tend to hold the majority of our mm-hmm. uh, uh, cryptocurrency assets. And so, yeah, so I think it could be as high as 100000 to a million. Uh, for the immediate tor- term, the short term, um, there's – Beginning to be, there's beginning to be some consensus that we can see 10,000 by the end of this year, if not early January, mm-hmm. because there's more institutional money that's coming in. Uh, mm-hmm. The Chicago Mercantile Exchange, I believe, their, yep. their future that's right. thing is coming online. Mm-hmm. From what I'd heard, it's going to be second week of December, but now it sounds like it might be coming on as long as early as Monday. So it's it's going down. Get your get your Bitcoin now. Yes. Because money has not come in. Big money, it's at... Uh, uh, $235 billion is kind of where we're at with cryptocurrency. Uh, this is only the beginning. Yeah, you know, so I got a few more questions for you on the other side of the break because I know you, you're busy, especially when you're living off your wealth. Like, <laughs> you got a credit, got a Bitcoin credit card. So on the other side hey, of the hey, break. Probably, I live in there Vegas. Is one. Cost living is pretty cheap. Oh, yeah. no, it is. Do you, you live in Vegas? Card? Do you have the 10X card? So there is a card for uh, cryptocurrency. No, but I've looked into it. And when I, when I build my – I'm looking to get more cryptocurrency investing. And when I do that, I'm definitely going to get a 10x card. That, that's a, that's and that was on The card. Simpsons, you know. So you and I the got, Simpsons predict the future. Yeah, I know. They, especially <laughs> when it comes to Trump, too. So on the side of the break, stay with us, Eduardo. We, we'll be back with more of Eduardo Jackson. Blacks in Bitcoin. This is Black Republican, Black Democrat on Twin Cities News Talk and TwinCitiesNewsTalk.com. Welcome back, Black Republican, Black Democrat. See, I'm telling you, my music, my music genre goes all over. Can you guess who this is, Pat? One? That's Tina Turner. Oh, watch out, Dana. Oh, see, I love my '80s. See, uh, we got someone that kind of kind of knows music here. Uh, kind of uh, sorta. Kind of sorta. He's kind of. I know sorta. the sounds, but not necessarily. Man, you know what? I I was um when I I I, I had watched. Uh, What's the movie? Uh, B- Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Oh, mm-hmm. and then I just started, you know, you getting this Tina in her voice, and I just started finding old Tina Turner songs. And I remember Private Dancer was my mm. favorite yeah. Tina Turner album. I mean, I, I could verbatim sing all those songs, right? Yeah. And I remember that song, Show Some Respect, boy. That bass, that bass. Oh, mm. now that bass kicks, boy. Yeah, legs too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, those legs. Remember, she was the first. I think she was one of the first females to get her legs uh, insured mm-hmm. by Lloyd's of London for. Oh, over really? So it wasn't uh, Christy. What is her name? Turner Christy Brinkley. Yeah. No, no, no. Oh, Tina Turner Tina. did a long oh, time wow. ago. Yes. For Tina. a million. Yes. Yeah, so for for I think over a million. A million. Wow. Yeah. Tina got her legs insured. Right. So can you imagine that? What do you do for when she falls? Look at her. Yeah. Uh, a yeah. uh, uh, scrape. What, what What about if she's uh, uh um, shaving it's, her legs? And she gets I don't cut. know. That probably was in there. You think that, that probably that probably you would have to read the agreement. It probably was in there. I'd want to shave her legs. Eduardo, welcome back, my man. Eduardo, I love Tina, man. Yeah, you're Turner. Uh, yeah. Yes. So Still, I just want to say something though about this conversation about cryptocurrency in the black community. Um, you know, as we're talking about wealth, and you know, and I kind of gave those numbers, uh, you know, in comparison to whites in terms of wealth. Um, you know, the thing about the black communities, we're not stable. 
And by not stable, you know, that's causing a lot of the issues that we have in our community. And if we can kind of solve the economic situation, that will help resolve a lot of the other, um, you know, disparities that we see in our community. And one thing we can do with cryptocurrency is we can talk to our relatives. We have, you know, Thanksgiving coming up, Christmas. We should talk to our relatives. Each, you know, put in $1,000 if they can or more. Maybe pool your money together. And, um, and then, you know, kind of invest together as a way of building the family's wealth because the family unit is like the building block of society. And so, you know, if you look at wealthy white families, everyone is doing well in those families. And you look at the black community, you might have one you know, sibling that might be doing very well, but then they are usually helping to take care of the other ones who aren't doing so well, and the parents, and maybe the grandparents, and people in the community. So cryptocurrency, this is something where you don't really need to have a lot of money um, to invest, and so if people, you know, over the Thanksgiving table say, hey, I'm going to put in a $100, $1,000, however much, let's pool our resources together, start our own family, you know, trust fund, so to speak, and invest that money, this can help break the shackles, you know, uh, economically for a lot of families. Yes, I, I totally agree. Uh, I, I mean, well, was I, that I, crazy? I, no. <laughs> no, no, I mean, it's usually me, you know, kind of giving the full-throated voice uh, behind, you know, why people should get into cryptocurrency. But I do believe we have a once-in-a-generation uh, type of opportunity here yes. to, to build individual and community wealth. That's right. And what I'm what I'm excited to see and hear about is, is there's a, a, a woman, I forget her name, who's actually, um, she's in tech. She's actually working on on a cryptocurrency aimed at, you know, uh, black-owned businesses. And so I hope she gets the, the traction and the marketing enough to, so we can support that because here's a chance that you always hear about people saying we want to keep, you know, black dollars in the black community. Mm -hmm. Here is, you know, here's a great chance. Yeah. I, I'm totally behind that. Yeah, because money doesn't um, cycle oh, in our community. It only cycles maybe once or twice. But in other communities, it cycles 18 times or 20 times, like in the Jewish and Asian communities. So um, that's something that we need to do because then we have ownership and control. When we let nonprofits and people outside of the community come in and, you know, give us the money and then keep us kind of on a leash, we're not able to do the things that we're able to do in a, a culturally competent way. Uh, being in the community and of the community to get the things done that need to get done in an effective way. So this could change. And, and now you change. see why there's so much like libertarian interest in Bitcoin and yes. why they're first to the party because that whole like you know no tax and keep your hands off your money. Mean, you, that's right. You won't get taxed with Bitcoin if you if you exchange it to fiat. There's you know that's that's where they get you on on taxes. Mm -hmm. But the whole freedom concept of that's right. controlling your own money, not depending on the bank, not having you know that was really that's partially why they were some of the early adopters. So, so you you mentioned that you were uh, living off of your bitcoins, right? So, explain this to it's me not then. Not a lot, but yes. Yeah. Well, st <laughs> but still, nevertheless, that's pretty cool. That's still pretty darn cool that you've uh, um, accumulated enough uh, bitcoin wealth to live off of it. So, explain this to us then. How are you living? Is is again? Is there a credit card from uh, Black Bit? Did you know if, uh, from wherever? How are you living off it? Do you go to the Cub Foods? Well, you're out in uh, Vegas. But you go to the grocery store and you got a credit card that's from Bitcoins. How do you spend that? How do anyone spend that money that I've accumulated? Well, my, my way was, was, I mean, was pretty boring and pedestrian. I just converted to fiat. I was kind of lazy with it. But okay, wait, 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 stop you there again. Converted to fiat. What's what's that now? What's fiat, that mean? Fiat currency are, is is basically, you know, like paper money. Okay. Money that can be manipulated by government. Okay, that's okay, fiat. okay, okay. And uh, <laughs> why people love Bitcoin, uh, and and so and so I just did it like traditional way. I just kind of cashed out via Coinbase with 
a hefty fee. And mind you, my latest post on blacksandbitcoin.com or how to avoid some Coinbase fees because their fees can get stupid high. But um, you, if you want to, if you want to really get the full power of your Bitcoin buying power, because we all know the dollar has lost its value and Bitcoin is gaining value, mm-hmm. uh, you can you can buy. There are all sorts of uh, credit cards. Uh, I think the 10x card is one mm-hmm. that that uh, Pat would mention. There's an Annex A N X Pro card. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. You can load up like I don't know, like up to fifty thousand dollars at a time on there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just and there are a lot of bit rich people too. Yes, uh, who are out there. I was on a panel with a guy who uh, got into Bitcoin Roger in Bear? 2011 at a dollar per, at $1 per Bitcoin. Yeah. And he says every day it's like winning the lottery in slow motion. Yes, <laughs> yes, that's amazing. Yeah, but you know, did you hear about, uh, uh, I was going to say Amex, uh, American Express, that they're partnering with Ripple. And Ripple is a company that I have been watching um, for uh, since uh, 2013. And actually, I invested in that. Um, and just uh, to tell people, you know, kind of how that worked, you know, Ripple was at um, less than a penny. It was at uh, 0.005 for like the longest time. And then just in this past March, it made it up to a high of 40 cents. And so I'm so glad that I invested in it and just let it sit there. It actually sat there for two to three years. Why? Now you got 48 cents so, in the bank. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's uh, no. And uh, and so, you know, and I'm just letting it sit there because what they're trying to do is they're trying to take over the payments um, system between banks. And they're actually kind of the hated cryptocurrency, you know, kind of in the, yeah, they, they, they hate it because they work with the banks. But of course, the banks aren't being, you know, going to be left out. And so this past week, they just came out with um, an agreement with American Express in terms of their um, payments. So, uh, so yeah, so yeah, a lot of these... There's a slight spike, too, up to 27 cents. So, and mm-hmm. I, yeah, I was doing research with Ripple today because I'm looking for a new cryptocurrency to invest in. Mm-hmm. And if you just kind of sort it by, by you know, last 24-hour volume and, and, uh, and, and mm-hmm. percentage growth, Ripple's up there. I mean, they're yeah. already the fourth in market cap, yep. in coin market cap, uh, as far as uh, cur- cryptocurrency. And, and I, was, I was skeptical, too. I've actually been a, a low-key Ripple hater, but I just want to learn more. I want to find out why everyone's investing in it. In- well, if you look at the payment system, there is two quadrillion worth of payments that the banking system does between each other. So if Ripple just oh, takes yeah. off just 10% of that, takes over 10% of that, you know, its market cap will skyrocket into the trillions, and then its coin, if the coin is a part of it, and that's kind of the off-putting thing that some people have about Ripple, because they have the technology, but the coin may not be tied in with that. But if the coin is, then that coin could be a a four- or even five-figure coin, you know, in the future. And so people should be thinking, this isn't a get-rich-quick scheme. I think people, because they've seen Bitcoin and some of these other coins, they think, I'm just going to put my money in, and then all of a sudden I'm going to have a million dollars the next day. It doesn't work like that. Um, You put it for the long haul. For me, this is my retirement. That's how I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about, you know, I don't have kids yet. I want to have three kids. I'm already thinking about setting aside some of this, you know, for their college fund or for their lives. So that's kind of how we have to start thinking in the community. Think generationally, intergenerationally, think dynastically. Eduardo in the in the, in the, in the Pat, when I think I'm gonna get me some ripple. I mean, that, you told me I had no idea that's what they're using it for. So yes, full. I'm getting me some ripple tonight. Eduardo, can you tell us where the, everybody can go find you and get in, and invest and and stay connected with you? Where can they find you at? Absolutely, uh, my site is blacksinbitcoin.com. Uh, I'm starting to get a little bit more active with it. Uh, there's a lot of free information on there. Uh, a Bitcoin starter kit, all the stuff to get more information on Bitcoin. Definitely, uh, if you feel free. 
sign up with Coinbase, get an account started. We have our five people who emailed me, and we actually answered some of their questions in passing. KB Twin P, you got Bitcoin coming to you. Chris Rossi, you sent you some Bitcoin. Uh, we're we're gonna you know we're, let's get this con- keep the conversation going, and I'm looking to start a podcast soon, which will most likely be called Wax and Bitcoin. So well, make sure you have us on. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Cause there's so much, there's so much to talk about in terms of like how to invest, what to look at, you know, looking at the white papers, looking at, you know, their teams, looking at all of that uh, to make a good investment decision. But people need to get in now. Yes. And thank you so much. Will you come back on? Please. Anytime. Anytime. I love talking crypto and anything. I'll spark some politics with you guys. All right. Oh, great. Well, then we'll definitely have you back on. Thanks a lot, Edward Jackson. Thanks a lot. All right. Man, Padwin, thank you. We'll see you in a few seconds on the Post Show Pad Show. Everybody, thanks for having us in your home, on your car, and everywhere else this Saturday. Thanks, Stan. The Black Republican Black Democrat. I'm your co-host, Jamar Nelson. And I'm Patwin Lawrence. Thank you. Bye. Bye.